Hey, Thigh Chicken with y'all. It's been about 10 days since the last podcast, and um, tell you what's up. Seasonal allergies are getting to me and stuff like that, so I haven't been feeling the best. Um, snow's still missing. I think it might be because somebody with a very similar name to mine got um, finally Speaker of the House, and Snow went to D.C. to celebrate, and... Eh, it's it's not me. <laughs> Obviously. Um God. Guys the other guy, same name. Um So um then she's going to Philadelphia. So maybe I was off on the whole Tom Brady thing from the last episode. And maybe just maybe she's doing the Taylor Swift and going after the other Kelsey. You know, kind of weird. Went to Kansas City earlier this year. Now Philadelphia. I don't know. Maybe she has to think for the Kelseys. Who knows? But she will be back very soon. I think uh, probably in the next couple weeks we'll get her back on the podcast again. Uh, My Patriots beat the Bills last week. And to me, I guess that was kind of the Super Bowl won't get as good as that this year. You know, take down the team that has kind of owned us over the last few years. You know, so, hey, hopefully they can continue and the whole season won't be a bust. As far as fantasy, Snow kind of went up on, um, not fantasy, the picks. Um, Snow went up like nine games in the first two weeks. I was slowly catching her, and for the last couple of weeks, we've maintained this five-game um, deficit to her. And I might lose this year again because it gets later in the year, and you just can't get caught up. So last week, I went to U2 at Spear in Vegas. And if you haven't seen it, and I think everybody has by this point, this is incredible, this dome-like structure. That's just off the strip, and it's huge, just absolutely massive, and all video screens on the outside of it, and um, just from the outside, it just looks phenomenal. You can see it for miles. You can see it when you're flying in, and all the emojis and everything else that they portray on it. It's stunning to see, and especially up close, because until you see up close, you don't realize how massive it is. And the F1 race is going to be in Vegas in a couple few weeks. And it's kind of also amazing to see all the infrastructure that they're doing to have the F1 race there. These massive grandstands all over that are just going to be torn down. Um, The only thing that's not cool is where the fountains are. They built these grandstands in front of that. So from Las Vegas Boulevard, you can't see the fountains anymore. Uh, that kind of was kind of like, eh, why would you do that? But, hey, um, Vegas, it's going to be crazy. I think I'm going to try to avoid Vegas for the next few weeks, though, because traffic is just kind of nuts around that area with all the road closures and such. But you two played at Spear. And I will just say that that show it'll it'll just change concerts nothing can compare to what that show is visually the audio um 
We'll talk about that for just a second. The audio, they have more speakers in that place than there are seats. So from any seat you're at, you can hear perfectly. And I've never been to a concert where the singer can whisper and you can understand what he's saying. And sounds so crisp and clear throughout the venue. Visually, just amazing. Um, it's almost completely 360 where they would have these visuals where you would just look behind you and all the way down to the stage, over to your left, to your right, you know, until the seats start. And it, it's just such an immersive experience. And you 2 always plays a phenomenal show. Um, they play all of Octung Baby, which is one of my favorite albums of all time. They play every song of that. They do an acoustic set in the middle. That's kind of like a storyteller set. And then they just finish up with all their hits. And they just um, added, I think, 11 more shows to extend into February. If you get the chance, go. The show's amazing, incredible, mind-blowing, mind-blowing show. Um. And Bono sounded better than ever. I don't think I've ever heard his voice this good. Maybe it's a sound system. You know, who knows? Or he's taken a few years off. Maybe that improved it. But he didn't preach like he usually does, where, you know, he would just go off about subjects. He told stories and stuff like that, but he didn't preach on politics or anything like that. And as far as the Israel thing... He said, We're, I'm not going to preach about it. I'm just going to sing for it. And it was beautiful. Amazing experience. Met some great people from New York. Sing to my right. Um, the one guy, was it was his first U2 show. And his wife, it was like his, her 18th show. About the same as me on it. Um, yeah, just rave rave about that show and the spear and everything else that's going on uh, Vegas um, crazy town right now but get up there go to spear you know check it out it's awesome uh, as far as the Israel thing um, you know I said last week it's uh, just not good and I think you'd be Support Israel and what Hamas did was terrible with a terror attack. But you can also feel empathy for the Palestinians and the citizens there that Hamas is embedded in this city in Gaza. And it's just tragic to see the loss of life. And you get to the point where you just want to shut off the news and just not see it. But, you know, morbid curiosity, you've got to... Got to watch what's going on, too. Um, and it's uh, it's not looking good. Um, just one final thing. Um, the shooting in Lewiston, Maine. Um, as of right now, they haven't caught the suspect yet. Um, and I think as it stands, 18 dead, 13 wounded. Um, time and time again, this won't change. 
it's not going to change a thing. Even though the guy was in a mental hospital over the summer, apparently, and he still had his guns, he still had access to guns, or he was still allowed to buy guns. Kind of really doesn't matter which one it is. He was an Army firearms instructor. And how come they didn't pull his license over that because of voices in his head? Who knows? I mean, over the next few days, we'll get into the same arguments uh, on social media. You know, one side says, well, you got to ban assault weapons. It's too late to do that. It's too late. I think Biden did a foolish thing to say... You know, we need to take these away. You're not going to. You're not going to take them away. What we need is regulations. And in this particular case, this guy, this particular guy should not have had them. Should have been a huge red flag. But I think we can all agree on that. Most sensible people can agree on that. Of course, this is going to go to Congress, and then it's going to turn into this. We need to ban assault weapons. That's not going to happen. And then the other side's going to say, well, yeah, we need to look into mental health. But if somebody throws a red flag on a mental health issue, they're going to say, well, it's a slippery slope and this and that, and the Second Amendment shall not be infringed. And we're going to get into that same bullshit argument that we always get into, and we never, ever going to solve this problem and what I think we need to do is have a little bit more empathy for each other and compassion and realize that this has to stop we look so foolish to the rest of the world because this is this is our problem the world doesn't have this problem yeah okay yes yes you'll have an incident sometime once in a while in another country In London, you'll have stabbing, you know, mass stabbing instances. But you don't have this problem over and over and over and over again with no solutions. And I'm just tired of it. And that's also how nothing gets done either because you just turn turn a blind eye to it and... Eventually, you just shut off the news like I did last night because you just can't take watching it anymore. And all the lives that are affected. I've I've been through Lewiston a couple times, and it's a town roughly the same size of town I live in. And I think of what would happen to my community if 18 people lost their lives in an incident like that. And how it would impact a community and how these things just, they get everybody's attention, but we don't do anything about it. And just nothing on on that note. The media is just reckless, of course, because people love train wrecks. You tune in to see what's going on and... Last night, the they had the death toll up to 22 and like 50 to 60 wounded. 
That turned out to be not the case. As of right now, it's like 18 dead and like 13 wounded, which is huge, still huge, still huge. But the media is just so careless in their reporting just to suck you in and get ratings on both sides, both sides. And I was watching Fox and they were, um, they had this one of the, you know, quote unquote experts on. And he was saying, well, this obviously has to do with what's going on in Israel. Without, without any shred of evidence. And then he had Sean Hannity and goes, well, I take martial arts. That's how I would have stopped him. No, you wouldn't, Sean. You wouldn't stop this. Anyway, um, it gets a redundant point um, that we say time and time again. This is going to continue to happen until we look at ourselves and just treat each other better on social media. I, I can see the fights coming, you know, um, because he used an AR-type gun, you know, and then we're going to have the fights about AR doesn't stand for assault rifle. Yeah, we know. We know. We've been through this drill so many times, but something has to change. And it's the same way with uh, Israel and Palestine. Um, we need to have a little bit more empathy for the Palestinian people, not Hamas, not Hamas, but the Palestinian people who are stuck there in Gaza. And um, empathy for the Israelis, you know, um, both sides. I uh, Dave Chappelle. Dave Chappelle was doing a show in Boston at the TD Garden the other night. And people walked out because he said he kind of understood that Israel maybe was in the wrong a little bit about the bombings and how innocent people were getting killed and people walked out. I think it's the time to listen to each other and have real conversations about all this shit. But we don't do that. We just we dig in when we fight. We fight. And we get nowhere. And personally, I'm just sick of it. Um, so, yeah. Um, you two at Spear, phenomenal. Go check it out. I don't think we need any help selling tickets, so. Um, uh, I guess I'll end on this story. that um, The last time it felt like the country was real together was at 9-11. You know, remember how we all felt? We all had our little flags on our cars. We were all a little bit better in traffic and stuff like that. Well, I had gone to see you too. It was only a few weeks. And it was in the Meadowlands. And you could still look over from the Meadowlands parking lot at the smoke that was still coming up. And I remember that vividly. And you two, um, at the end of the show, played um, Walk On. And on a screen behind them, just like the Super Bowl, if you've seen the iconic, the iconic Super Bowl show where they had all the names of the victims, but this was a couple months before. And the names of the victims were scrolling, and it kept on scrolling and scrolling. I think through two songs, just kept on scrolling. And I was crying. 
And I was like, God, I hope uh, <laughs> I hope nobody's looking at me. And I managed to look around and you had about 20,000 people all crying. And I think it's a sense of community that we need to get back to. And that sense of empathy and human life. I think we would do a whole lot better. Um, you know, so, yeah, just um, sometimes just got to shut off the news and put on some music and uh, just heal from all this. So anyway, that will be the podcast for now. I got some stuff lined up. We have not gone away. I know we've been doing these erratically. Um, sometimes you need to take a mental health break, you know, between life and the news, and just things get too overwhelming, and then this doesn't become a priority, which shouldn't be a priority, but, you know, Snow sends our best regards, we do love all our listeners, tune in, and we will be back better than ever soon, okay? Bye, y'all.